Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. And Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus.
you so very much for joining me this morning. We're back, baby. Rise up, episode number 127. I could not be more happy than I am right now. Me and producer Eli both, I think I speak for the both of us, to say I could not be more happy than I am right now to be back, not only in the LFA studio, um, but to be here with all you guys, you know, what a uh, what a last few days, and it really, it really put a lot of things to t- in, uh, you know, put put me to test. It put Eli to a test. It put uh, Ryan to a test. Will to a test, and everybody involved, Frankie and and Mike and Anna and Sean and and Pete and and uh, and all of you. You know that was a test, and um, you know some of those tests while I was gone, I failed. You know, with my reactions to certain things. And some of those tests I passed. Um, you know, I I don't feel amazingly great about some of the things that came out of my mouth when I was down there. Uh, and in that sense, I feel like I failed a few tests. But I did, you know, repent and I apologize to God and I apologize to, to all of you. And I even apologize to some of the people down there who I was, you know, <clears throat> a little harsh with. But, you know, when you're in these rough battles. It is hard to be a hundred percent godly. I'm not saying it's impossible. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse for some of the, you know, things I said. And by the way, I'm going to echo this again on live from America at 11 o'clock. So anybody who's watching now, you'll probably have to hear this again. Um, but you know, you, you really do have to tell the difference between a demon and somebody who's just a brainwashed jerk who's out there with very little information Spreading ignorance, misinformation, lies, and whatever. You know, and I, I wish I would have used the name of Jesus more. I wish I would have rebuked some of the demon-filled people down there, which were there many, there were many, with the name of Jesus, which I didn't do as much as I'd like to, although my cross was always exposed. And I did that uh, so that people could understand, you know, that, that I am a man of God, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. Long story short, though, I think... Had I not gone down there, had I sent anybody else down there from LFA, we would not have succeeded in what we needed to do. Now, that's not to say that everybody in LFA isn't competent. It's not that. It's not that at all. So we all have a role to play. And I can't exactly see Anna or, you know, Sean being as confrontational as I am. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I'm not saying they're not confrontational, but I, you know, I've been through a little bit of, uh, I've been through like war and hell and, and, and a lot of things. So I'm kind of like, you know, seasoned for stuff like that. And that's called guerrilla reporting. And that kind of scenario needed a guerrilla reporter. That kind of a situation needed somebody who would not back down and would back people down. And no, I'm not proud of some of the ways I did it, but that was needed to be done down there. If it wasn't needed to be done, I wouldn't have done it. And you guys stuck with me, and I love you for that. You stuck with me, and I love you for that. So I want to say thank you very much, um, and I want to uh, tell you that the, the title of today's show is Demons Flee When They See This. What do demons flee in the sight of? Jesus Christ. What do demons bow down and then flee at the... If they hear 
the name of they, they hear the name of Jesus and they can't take it. And I and, and 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 if I had to do it all over again, I would have rebuked a lot of these people in the name of Jesus. I would like to thank think David said F you to Goliath right before he threw the stone. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, hello, uh, good to see you, Dawn from Nashville, Michigan. Thank you for joining in. Spiritual warfare isn't pretty. Annette, you are 100% right. Gia said, Jeremy, we love you for all that you do, and I love you, and I want to thank you for your, you know, your patience and your commitment to be able to forgive me when I do things that I probably shouldn't do. Uh, Wayne, Jeremy, we're not going anywhere. I appreciate you, brother. I'm Sullivan says, I'm proud of the way you represented LFA TV, along with others. Thank you. CQ is in the building. How are you? Maga Mom, good morning. Uh, Dawn, yes, thank you very much. Every day is a learning experience. I I exactly. Lord Fishy says, I don't know, but I think Anna would have been fine on the street. Oh, I'm not saying they wouldn't be great. I'm not saying they wouldn't be great. But to go that extra mile and to back people down and put your finger in their face and stand in their face and literally not give them an inch of space, that's not many people will go that extra mile. And, um, and I'm not saying anything wrong about that. Everybody has a role to play. And, uh, you know, like I'm not going to be able to do things that, that Crispy can do, right? Crispy is a very refined, like he's a presidential speech kind of guy. I'm more of a, you know, on the streets, get in the gutter kind of guy. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I watched Nefarious last night and OMG. Amen. Troy signing in. How you doing? Lessons learned. Am amazingly. Yes, that's right. Lessons learned. I love you for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And Will is amazing in the field. Will is absolutely composed. I can learn a lot from Will, to be honest with you. Very composed man. Still gets still gets the message across, you know? Uh, so I want to move on today. I want to get into it, folks. I want to um, I want to start with uh, going to the Lord in prayer. I'm glad to be back on Rise Up. We're 15 minutes in. Please continue to rumble. Please continue to share. Um, and uh, let's get into it because uh, we've got a lot to go through. So let's go to the Lord in prayer now. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our Messiah, we go to the Lord in prayer. God and Father in heaven, God, we thank you, Yahweh, for keeping us on the path, sending people in our, to our aid when we fall off the path to help us get back on the path. And Lord, we thank you for keeping us safe in the battle, right in the midst of demons, demonically possessed spirits, and dangerous people. And you kept us all safe. And for that, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we pray for heavenly courage to continue to do what we're doing here in this LFA family to save this country. But Lord, in doing so, we also ask that you help us be godly when we're doing it. That you help us understand when to use the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is so effective. We can cast demons out we can make demons flee into the ocean and then back to the depths of hell by using the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord. And we just ask that you continue to remind us of the grace and the power that comes with spreading the name of Jesus in the face of all trials and adversities. Lord, we thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 
How can you tell when somebody is demonically possessed? For me, I can see it in their eyes. I'd imagine that every child of God operates, sees things, and hears things in a different way than the person standing next to them. And that's great. How I find out if somebody is demonically possessed or not is I can see it in their eyes. I can look into the the windows of their soul and I know immediately that they are demonically possessed. So if you followed and watched the coverage from Miami, then you'll know that one of the guys who was demonically possessed, or just fell on me, one of the guys who was demonically possessed was the guy who was wearing the jumpsuit who ended up getting arrested because he jumped out in front of the motorcade. That guy made national news everywhere, and there were many, many times where Will and myself were in that guy's face, and I'm going to tell you one thing. Outside of his breath smelling like a pig's butt, his eyes were full of demonically possessed characteristics. The way he would look like this, the way his eyes were like this, and he was, you could see he was straining and that there was something wrong with him. That is demonically possessed. And he was dressed for the occasion. And he and God administered justice on that man because that man was so demonically possessed, he jumped out in front of President Donald J. Trump's motorcade. Nefarious. Exactly, Halloween. You can see it. You can smell a demonically possessed person if you are a child of God from a mile away. What also you can do is you can also rule that out. Because you can sense it, you can rule it out and you can say, I'm arguing with a demonically possessed person or I'm arguing and having discussion and debate with a brainwashed, know-nothing, ignorant Liar. There's two different things there that you're dealing with. And while we were in D.C., we had to, in real time, kind of determine which was which. Now, where I failed in Miami is when we were able to determine which one was a demonically possessed person and which one was just an ignorant, brainwashed individual. Where I failed was when we, did, when we recognized who was demonic, I did not rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ. I did not use the name of our Messiah to rebuke them and, and, and have them flee from the, from the area. Like I said, had I been able to go back and do anything differently, it wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have calmed down I wouldn't have been less passionate. I would have used the name of Jesus Christ more. And I would not have used as much foul language as I use. Now, I'm not going to go back and say I'm sorry again because I've done that enough. What I am going to say is, nobody down there, no other news station that was down there, whether they were a large corporate media or whether they were the small alternative media, nobody was doing what we were doing. Isn't that right, Eli? Not a single other news outlet was doing what we were doing. Most of them were just stationary with their cameras, with their tripods out, and just 
showing you what was happening down there. But I have to ask you this. What good does that do? What difference are you making? Evil triumphs when good people stand by and do nothing. I would like to think. Actually, excuse me. Let me rephrase that. I know there are good people that are in fake news mainstream media, meaning the cameramen, the producers. We met a camera guy who flew back to Boston with us from a liberal news station in Massachusetts, and he was full-on Trump supporter. So my problem with these media stations standing by and just putting their camera down and saying, we are unbiased news. The day of unbiased news is over. It's over. You have to have an opinion and a stance. And if that means you get fired from your job, then maybe you shouldn't be working there to begin with. And if you don't have an opinion and you are afraid to voice that opinion that God gives you the ability to do, he gives you the freedom and the ability to do that, then you are denying the truth of God, you are denying Jesus Christ, and you are denying the people of this country the truth that they so deserve with a platform that you have. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. You cannot stand by any longer and allow this to happen. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about this on the 11 o'clock show today in a more political, uh, from a more political point of view. But right now I'm talking about it from a biblical point of view and what human beings have a responsibility to do. And number one, that is stand up and stand by your opinions and back them with your name. If you're afraid to do any of those things, then you can't be a godly person. You will not be a godly person. And I met a lot of people down there who were afraid to do that. Now, Ben Berkman was was amazing, as he always is. But for the most part, those news media outlets all had canopy tents, as you could see, and they all just hid underneath them. They all just hid underneath them. And it's sad. It's sad to see people not stand up for their convictions and their opinions. And here's another thing I'm going to tell you. There's a lot of God-fearing children of God, brothers and sisters in Christ in mainstream media who are, who are falling victim to this. And it's sad to see. Blinded, really. I want to read from One Minute Prayer for Dads as we do every day here on Rise Up. And you are right, Katie63. She said, that's most churches nowadays. Girl, you get the Smarty Award of the day. You just nailed it right there. The same thing that we're seeing in our country with individuals, citizens, and media outlets is the same thing that's happening in our churches. Silence. And we cannot allow that anymore. We need to demand that they speak. We need to demand that they have an opinion. We need to demand that they get into this spiritual battle against demonic forces. Churches, citizens, media outlets, businesses, 
Everybody, as an individual, you have an opinion. You need to stop saying you don't have an opinion. Like that lady with the New York Times that I shut down who tried to interview me. And then we interviewed her and she couldn't do it. Why couldn't she do it? Because she's a robot. She was paid and told to go down here and just get stories. No, those days are over. We are, you know what we were going to do? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back to this book in a minute. But, but you just made a good point, Katie, and it's kind of making me remember some things that we said down there. What Ryan and I were going to do, if I almost did not go to the hospital, because I literally just, I almost, I, I, I don't know if I almost died or what, but it was bad. If I didn't have to go back and, and, and get cooled down and air and, and, and get, go back to the vehicle and just relax, I probably would have went to that, had to have an ambulance called. If that, was, if that didn't happen, if I would have just calmed down a little bit more, Ryan and I were going to go to each media booth, MSNBC, NBC, you know, all of them. We were ABC. We we're going to go to each one of them and we were going to put our camera in their face and we were going to put our microphone in their face and we were going to ask them questions about Hunter Biden's laptop. We were going to ask them questions about the election. We were going to school them on how it was stolen. We were going to do all that. We were going to hold the fake news, find the accountable like I did with the New York Times reporter. But unfortunately, that didn't get to happen. We need to hold people more accountable and we need to bring out of them their opinions If we can't do that, if nobody has an opinion in this country, then what are we doing? What are you standing up for? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Jay Rock said you had heat exhaustion. I actually did two bad things. Not only was I overheated and then heating myself up by yelling, but I actually was not dehydrated I was actually overhydrated I almost drowned I was out of breath sitting still because I had too much water in me and when I threw up everywhere a gallon of water must have come out of me and I felt so much better so um moon 0704 so this is the apology tour not sure what you mean by that not sure what you mean by that one, uh, walking in truth, two, second, John one, four, uh, page 83 from one minute prayer for dads. Second, John one, four, I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the father. You see, ladies and gentlemen, without truth, nothing else matters. God is truth. Truth is God. Jesus is truth. Truth is Jesus. If there's no truth in anything that you say, anything that you back, or anything that you stand by, well, then then everything about your life is fake. Nothing is real. And you won't make a difference. Just saying, first time listening to Rise Up, Moon 0704. Well, I hope you can listen more, Moon. I really do. It's a great show. But walking in truth. Teaching our kids... The truth on how to walk in truth is part of our assignments as dads. To do that, we must ourselves walk in the truth of God's word. We teach truth by modeling truth. I can show you better than I can tell you. Sometimes we fail at showing. If we do fail at showing, then we need to come back to the truth immediately and show them in truth. In God's hands is watching for the first time too. 
Thank you very much in God's hands. We appreciate you being here as well. Lord, all parents want their children to walk in truth. You sure do. God's a father and he does. So, so do I. The kids today are exposed to so many lies in our culture. Again, if we don't go to these events or these very defining moments in our time, like what's going on with President Trump, if we don't go there and stand in the face of lies as the embodiment of truth and God's word, then what's going to happen? Does anybody want to answer that question? I mean, I think I said it in the beginning of the show. Evil triumphs when good people stand by and do nothing. So what would happened? What would have happened if somebody like LFA TV didn't go to these places? Ben Berkwam? Well, then they would just mow us over like they've been doing for the last three decades. And literally over the last 10 years. They would just mow us right over. See, we don't have to win this battle with bullets and guns. Not yet. I pray it never gets to that point. But we can win this battle with truth and courage. Courage and truth. And my problem is with what I saw down in Miami is that very few people have courage and very few people stand by the truth or know the truth or have the courage to share the truth. Do you know there was barely anybody that you watch on podcasts or in the news down there for that defining moment? Where was everybody? Where were all the big names? And this is something I'm going to touch on at 11 o'clock. Where were they? I know everybody loves Tucker. 100 million views on Twitter. That's amazing. The guy's great. He can break things down like no other. Where was he? I know you guys like listening to Steven Crowder, Dan Bongino. Big names, great people, I think. Where were they? Where were they when it mattered? Where was Jesse Waters? Where was Maria Bartiromo? Carrie Lake was there. Vivek Ramaswamy, even though I'll never vote for the guy, he was there. Where was everybody? Where were they in the fight of truth? They all say they're godly people. S.L. Holmes says everyone has a different role to play. We all do not have the same gifts. No, you are correct. You are correct. And that includes media as well. But there are these defining moments where everybody needs to band together and get out there as one solid, solidified movement of truth. Where was Matt Gates? Where was Marjorie Taylor Greene? I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, even though we all have a different role to play, There are certain events in our lifetimes that God wants us to come together and bring all of our gifts and all of our skills together 
as one, almost like a like Voltron, right? Everybody connecting together as one. And if we did that just one time under the name of God, with Jesus Christ as the tip of our sword, we would be able to accomplish, we would, you know what we'd be able to do? We would be able to move mountains if we did that. It bothers me. And I'm not saying this to put LFA TV up on a pedestal. I'm really not. As much as it sounds like that, I'm not. I don't care if we ever become as big as Tucker Carlson. What I care about is this country. And I know that there are people who are godly, but for some reason, they're afraid. They're afraid to get out there. I just can't. I just can't back that. If you wear the armor of God and God is for you and nobody can be against you and yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you should fear no evil, then where were our people? I mean, I'm, I am truly, truly concerned. As our children subtly accept these lies as truth, their paths go crooked and they might not ever end up at their rightful goal. God help the kids, all of the next generation, but especially mine. I, like the Apostle John, will rejoice greatly to know my children are walking in the truth of your word and finding a straight path for their young feet. How are we supposed to teach our children truth if they don't see us standing up for what is right? And that's why I brought up all of those other names because they all have children. All of those men that I brought up have children. And they could not stand under the truth of God and get out there and show their children how to be a truthful soldier of God. That moment, that moment, when they, Trump said it himself, when they unsealed it, that was it. And he needed, he needed solidarity. He needed unification. He needed truth. And for all of us to come together and put our petty differences aside for truth, Ron DeSantis should have been down there. He was not. And I'm not speaking politically here. I'm speaking biblically here. I'm speaking about our lives. I'm speaking about our children's future here. Planted by Water says, don't think shaming is what is needed at this hour of life of life. Maybe not. Maybe so. I don't know. I know a lot of people are very, very embarrassed about being shamed in public. And if they do something that, like Jesus called people out in public, Jesus shamed people in public. Don't you don't, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Jesus flipped over tables and literally looked people in their eyes in public. And in that day called them hypocrites and vipers and liars and thieves and fornicators and lustful, you know, uh, haters.
What do you think about what Sean said about that yesterday, Jeremy? I don't know what Sean said. I don't know what Sean said. But I, I, I think shaming, if you're calling, if you're saying something that is truthful, like if somebody's a hypocrite and you say, you're a hypocrite in public. Now remember, when somebody called you a hypocrite or a viper or a den of thieves or whatever in that day, it was like saying one of the worst things you could say to them today in today's world. Now, if it is truthful and if it is rightful judgment, you have the ability to do that. Jesus says that. Jesus doesn't tell the Christian they can't judge. Judge Now, there is that saying, judge not yet, lest thee be, thee be judged yourself. That's just saying judge people righteously so you could be judged righteously. It doesn't say you can't judge. Mammy says it's a good question to ask. If people are going to talk to talk, then they need to walk to walk. I agree. I cannot sit here every day and tell you, you need to get involved, people. You need to stand up. You need to start doing something. And then when an, 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 when an event like that, which is life-changing and, and almost civil war sparking, if you don't go stand up, then what, what sense is me to sit here every day and tell you, you guys got to do this and you guys got to do that. But I sit here on my fat rear end and preach to you. That doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't, that doesn't make a bit of sense at all to me. And, it, and, it, and it, from a biblical point of view, I, say, I think to myself, are there really that few people out there who really are wearing the armor of God? Are there really that few people out there who don't have courage in the name of Jesus Christ to stand up for what they tell people to stand up for? I want to read from God Moments for Men. I love this book, and I think that men are just, men are needed today. God put man on this earth to be a protector, to be a fighter, to be a soldier. And most men are not. I want to read from Ephesians 5.28, and this is called Staying Committed. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. And this says, I was watching a documentary about materialism. And I was surprised to hear them link it to the breakdown of the family. This is interesting. It immediately rang true. One of the characteristics of a materialistic mindset is discontentment with the old and a hunger for the new. As a society becomes more materialistic, they exhibit the same casualness with disregarding relationships, even the most sacred ones. We discard things not on the basis of their quality or function or usefulness, but solely on the basis that they, that they are, well, yesterday. Not now, not the future. And you know what's funny about that? God's, God's commitment to us and our commitment to God never gets old, never needs to change, never needs something new added to it, never needs anything taken away from it. Once it's done, it's done. Stay committed, stay true. And I just, when I was reading this, it made me think of our country. Like I was thinking of the wife as our country. 
Are we committed to our country? Are we committed to our children's futures? Are we really? Ask yourself, am I committed? And if I'm committed, not only to my wife and my family, then I need to be committed to my country in order to preserve that life that I have with my family, God at the center of it. Culture dies in 25 years if you don't, do, if you don't continue to have babies, number one, and continue to pass that knowledge down. Are you committed? Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know, and I know that I've said this to you before, and I, I, I don't know how you take it. I don't know if you look at it like this guy's an idiot or what. I don't know, but I'm just telling you from the, tru- the truth. And I, think, I, I think producer Eli knows this as well, traveling with me and, and being with me for the last couple of years in this. I am prepared to die any moment of any day for my family, this country, truth, the rule of law, and God. My life, this temporary life and this meat sack of a body means absolutely nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. I only, the only thing that means to me for, my, for me being alive is that God put me here for a reason and I am to honor God. And if I don't honor God, I feel terrible. I have felt absolutely terrible since that day for some of the things that I said and some of the things that I did. Especially when I'm representing everybody. That's the only thing that matters to me about my life is what God put me here to do. Other than that, I could care less about this temporary flesh. It doesn't, I don't care about it. Here's another thing. A lot of people were upset with me, rightfully so, with some of the things I said, some of the language that I used. But I want to take you back to the moment that they tried to take truth away and kill it. Jesus Christ. What did Peter do? What did Peter do when they tried to snatch truth from this earth and make a martyr of it by killing it? What did he do? He drew his sword and he cut off the ear of one of the soldiers. I think that's a little bit more aggressive than I was. I'm not trying to say what I did was right when I was yelling at people or calling them names. But, I, but what I'm saying is, is that even Peter drew a sword and cut off somebody's ear. And then Jesus told him, don't do that. And the same thing happened with me when I was down there. Jesus said, there's better ways to do it than you did it. You can still be a fighter, though. It's a mindset. A cancerous corruption of our convictions that blinds us to better judgment. I'm just reading some of your comments here. Blinds us to better judgment. Completely uninterested in the long-term consequences. We short-term ourselves into a stream of quickly fading satisfactions. 
We know the foolishness of believing. The grass is greener on the other side. And yet we scrape ourselves trying to climb over all the time. There is no perfect mate. Be a radical. Live to bless and honor your wife regardless. And your country. And your children. And your God. Our God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns. I'll tell you another thing, though. The amount of people that came up to me off camera, down there, who were brothers and sisters in Christ, pulled me aside crying. And I'm not I'm not over exaggerating here. I may be a little bit of a drama queen when I tell stories. But let me just tell you this. There were people pulling me aside down there crying in the name of Jesus Christ, thanking me and all the LFA family for sending us down there to stand up for truth and to fight these demonic evil people. And they said if it wasn't for somebody like you doing this here, I don't think people would understand how serious of a fight this is. Other people said you inspired me. There was a 78-year-old woman down there that we had interviewed that should not be fighting. That inspired me. You know? People cried, though, prayed with me. All that stuff wasn't on camera. I wish it was. I wish that that camera was on me when that stuff happened. I wish the camera was on me when I was throwing up a gallon of water. Because I want people to see truth, transparent, completely Zero filter. I want you to see what some of these people were down here going through. There were so many fighters down there. But even being down there as fighters and supporters, a lot of them were still afraid to stand up and speak because they know they're going to be doxxed. They know that people are going to attack them. But you got to... You got to just let it, you just got to let it go. You just got to let it go, you know? I met so many great godly people down there. So many people afraid of what's going to come next. Prayed with so many people off camera. So even though you saw those moments of Jeremy being Jeremy, it was a lot more godly than you, than you saw it was a lot more of, there was a lot more of Jesus coming from, you know, my lips than you saw. A lot more. How'd the conversation go with the man who didn't know about adrenochrome? Did he change his mind? Well, actually, the, the worst part about that is that our camera died. Three, halfway or three quarters through that conversation. No, the man did not change his mind about adrenochrome because he didn't even know that there were classified documents found in Joe Biden's garage. He did not know about the classified documents that were found in Bill Clinton's sock drawer, which ultimately ended in a federal um, ruling about the Presidential Records Act that basically a president could do anything he wants at any time, period. He didn't know any of that stuff. So I basically just put my hand in his face and said, I'm done talking to you two next. You know, I mean, it was just... 
He just didn't know. Most people didn't know about anything. They were just down there. It's like, how can you be down here for either side if you have zero intellect or zero knowledge of any of the things surrounding this case? Didn't make sense. I want to go to one year in the Gospels with Jesus on this amazing, what are we at, June 15th already? I just can't believe that. I just cannot believe that. Let's read from Jesus paid it all. John 8, 12 through 30 is where you can pull all of this from, but I'm specifically going to read from John 8, 28. Then Jesus said to them, when ye have lifted up the son of man, then ye shall know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. But as my father hath taught me, I speak these things. This is the second of three times that Jesus spoke of himself of being lifted up. First, as the scripture explains in John 12, 33, this was a reference to crucifixion as the means of his death. The lifted up is speaking of being lifted up from the earth and suspended on a cross of crucifixion. The Jews understood that Jesus was speaking of death. The crucifixion didn't just happen. It was planned by God. Does this mean that God bears all responsibility and those who were actually instrumental in the rejection of crucifixion of, crucifixion of Jesus were, are not guilty? Not at all. Jesus came to the earth to die in our place and thereby purchase redemption for us. That was his plan, but he didn't force anyone to fulfill it. His ministry and message placed him in direct opposition to the devil and his followers. Their hatred for Jesus caused them to act of their own free will to crucify Jesus. God in all his wisdom simply knew that man would do, and he determined to use their rejection of his son to accomplish his will. He never controls our will to accomplish his. If a person truly understands the message of the cross, then he understands grace. Jesus didn't just make a token sacrifice for us. He paid it all. There's no sacrifice that we can make that will add to or replace the sacrifice of Christ. He did it all, and we can thank him forever. Pretty strong words there, huh? TJ says, today is my birthday. Well, you know who else's birthday it is? Suzanne Vermontes. So... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Suzanne and TJ. Happy birthday to you. And you know, if you want a birthday present, get a hold of Eli. Get him your address and the size shirt you wear, and we'll get it right out to you. Angel, her birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, Angel. Same with you. Same with you, dear. Folks, we are in a battle, and it's never been more apparent to me than now. Oh, thank you, Caramel. God bless you. Thank you. It's never been more apparent to me than now that we are in a battle of, uh, uh, against demonic forces. The, the level of evil that I felt surrounding that indictment 
let me just tell you this. Outside of assassination, it is their Hail Mary. It is their Hail Mary. And we are winning this culture war. Believe it or not, folks, we're winning this culture war. Do you know that Starbucks has caved and now took down all of their pride decorations? Do you know that? Do you know that children are burning pride flags in school and they are um, walking out on classes because of the pride crap? As much as it doesn't feel like it, we have turned the tides. We are winning this culture war. And, and, and part of winning this culture war, believe it or not, part of winning this culture war is 100% bringing God back to the center of everything. 100%. That's how we win this culture war. And again, that's why I wish I would have just said a little bit more about it when I was down there to the, to the, to the brainwashed people that were down there. We are winning. We are turning the tides, and I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. We got to do more, though. I want to show you a picture here. Remember how I told you that you can... Um, remember how I told you you can spot a demonic person a mile away? Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to see this on, a, on your screen here. Do you remember the man that was in the jumpsuit that got arrested? This was the look in his eyes all day long. This was the look in his eyes all day long. That is a demon. That is not an ignorant, brainwashed person. That is a person who a demon has possessed, taken over, and is now completely operating their body. Complete, subject, complete subjectification. Those are the eyes of a demon. So when you want to know if you are in the presence of a demon or just somebody else, that's, you're going to have to tailor your argument, your debate, your discussion based on if they're a demon or if they're just a person who's ignorant. That's a demon. Do you know how much of that I saw down there? A lot. I saw a lot of that down there. And we've got to call it for what it is. And again, because I saw a lot of it down there, because I saw a lot of it down there, I should have used and I should have rebuked them in the name of Jesus even more. I want to show you a video before we go today. And I, I saw this video today, this morning. I absolutely love it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us this. He sees what we don't see. Be patient. Just trust him. Here's a visual representation of that. On the left is Jesus, in the middle is you, and on the right is the enemy, waiting to smack you in the face. Jesus is telling you, wait, don't come down yet. Trust me, just wait. The enemy's waiting. Oh, but the enemy's getting tired. Staring at the beauty of the king. We never lose our wonder. May we never lose our wonder. Enemy's getting tired. Jesus says, just wait. You're getting impatient. You want to go. Wide eyed, mystified. May we be just like a child. Listen to Jesus. Staring at the beauty of our King. May we never lose The enemy thinks he's gearing up. He knows you're. He knows you're impatient. He knows you want to move. Jesus says, calm down. Just wait. 
that not beautiful is that not beautiful is that not a wonderful representation I'm in God's hand says I'm in tears so was I so was I so simple isn't it we all just need to trust Jesus, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy to be back. And I cannot wait to let loose on LFA, live from America at 11 a.m. And again at 5 p.m. tonight, back in the saddle again, and I'm ready. So thank you for being here this morning on Rise Up. LFA TV continues with Sean Farish coming up next. Sean Farish and Ungoverned. But until then, folks, I'm going to say goodbye. I'll see you at 11. And I'm going to bring you out the same way I brought you in. And that's with some beautiful, beautiful gospel music by Charity Gale. I speak the name of Jesus. Thank you for praying for me and thank you for being with me. Thank you for your patience. I love you. God bless you, and I'll see you at 11. Have a great morning. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Your